Have you ever had something spooky happen? Something you can't explain. My name's Liana. And I'm Michaela. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what if it's haunted? everyone and welcome to what if it's haunted that over there that is liana and that over there is michaela and we are here to talk about some spooky things and of course to bring validation to our haunted fam yeah that's pretty important you know speaking of fam uh, i think we have somebody in the house you know in the, in the household i suppose yeah yeah we do have an extra uh haunted fam in the household today Whoa! Hello! There she is. There's our friend. Katie! <laughs> Welcome! Hi! It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you, uh, what are you, I know you're, what you're here to do today, uh, which is a tarot reading for our friend Liana. That's right. But tell us a little bit more. What's going on? So I uh, used to work with Michaela. Um, and so that's how I know of the podcast and everything that you guys have been doing. Uh, but I have been, uh, pagan and I've also been a reader of tarot cards for about seven years now. And, uh, we raise our kids in a pagan household. So we follow, follow the lunar calendar and celebrate the holidays accordingly and yeah, I uh, it started out as just a casual hobby, and it has turned into something that I do on an almost daily basis. And Katie's responsible for one of our stories early on. Yeah, she is one of my personal favorites. Oh, good. I'm glad that you liked it. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be too scary. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a lot to think about, like that that story itself. So give us a give us a small you know recap in your own words. Uh, Katie, so now that you're here, yeah. So there, uh, I have lived in a lot of haunted places, um, but one of the houses that we lived in was a very old farmhouse, and uh, I saw a man hanging from our cellar root cellar ceiling when I was about fifteen. Uh, I had always had like deja vu and like really small premonitions ever since I was about six or seven. And, um, my mom always kind of brushed it off, but my dad took it very seriously because his mom also had, uh, premonitions and she, uh, could kind of see the future. She would have dreams about things happening to certain people. Um, and then they would happen. And so he kind of always felt like I inherited that from her. And then after uh, that first time, I have seen probably over 20 spirits at this point. Um, almost in every place that I've lived, there have been at least at least one, sometimes two, uh, sometimes more. In my current house, uh, there were six to begin with. We're down to two. So that's 
kind of good. <laughs> Down to two. How do you? Yeah. Did you? That was gonna be my question, Michaela. Too. Yep. Uh, so I did a lot of cleansing of the whole entire house, and then I did a lot of. Um, I don't. I don't mess around with Ouija boards, uh, mostly because good that call. is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would put that more on the side of dangerous magic that I don't want to put any stock into it because I don't want that kind of energy um, in my house. But uh, the two that remain, so I should back up a little bit. Uh, My house is 100 years old and it uh, suffered a fire in 2006 and it killed a family of six. Um, So there were two teenagers, a 10-year-old, a five-year-old, and then mom and dad. now, our house has since been completely remodeled, renovated, and the master bedroom um, and bathroom are an addition to the house. So it originally was a two-bedroom, one-bath, um, and we assume that everybody was kind of in the two bedrooms uh, asleep when it happened. The uh, furnace had shorted out. And so it burned from the basement up um, and pretty much everyone died immediately. And um, so all of them were still there when we moved in because no one had lived in that house until we moved in because it sat vacant for a while and then some developers bought it and renovated it. And then it sat vacant for... I want to say around four months and then we bought it. So for whatever reason, everybody that had come to see it had just decided not to buy it, but I love our house. Uh, (laughs) It was one of those things where like I saw it online and I was like, we're going to buy that house. And then uh, we walked in and like took a tour for the first time. And I like didn't even need to go in the back bedroom to, to be like, this is our house. Like I can feel it. I want to live here. And then we had been there for about a week and I cleansed immediately before we moved in any furniture. Um, I feel like that's the best way because then you can immediately fill it up with all of your own, uh, possessions and those kind of help with, uh, ensuring that all of your family's positive energy are in the house. And then after that, I, I was meditating one night and kept feeling like there were people watching me and it was not fun. And I was like, I need to, I need to do some digging and figure out what happened in this house because there's something wrong here. There's, there's too much energy and and they're sticking around for some reason. So uh, I went to um, a website, which I can't remember the exact URL for at this point, um, but it was like who died here or or something like that. Like there's a website where you can put in your address and you can see if there have been any confirmed deaths inside of your house. And so then that was where I learned all of the details about the fire and what happened. Um, and so I very kindly asked for them all to just uh, follow the light and pass on Um, and please like stay out of our way because this is our house and they are no longer alive. How I felt was that the teenagers, the 10 year old and the mother passed on 
once I did that. However, the father and the youngest uh, little boy have stuck around. So I think that for the most part, it has to do with either some reason that they're still left behind. How I have always felt is that if spirits are allowing anyone to see them or they are stuck in a space, it's because they didn't get to meet their life's purpose. Uh, which if you hear a lot of stories about haunted places, that's the reason why children are so prevalent because they were kind of gone before their time. And so they tend to stick around for quite a bit longer. And yeah, I can tell the story of the times that I've seen them, but um, <laughs> I, I definitely went on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> no, I was like interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, talk more. <laughs> um. So you wanted me to uh, kind of go over the difference between tarot and oracle cards. Yeah, go like I honestly had never heard of oracle until you brought it. Okay. Maybe I had, but it it, it didn't register. Probably, yeah. And I, um, just to let everyone listening know how this came up uh, before we started recording, I was asked to pick what deck <laughs> I would be. Uh, well, not I would be using, Katie would be using Yes, uh, to read for me. And so she uh, had a couple options and I'll let her explain them. Yeah. So um, the, the tarot decks, uh, usually they're a little bit larger uh, than the Oracle decks. They uh, are used more for fortune telling uh, in order to kind of set a precedence for how the future is going. They also give me some insight into uh, what a person's past may have been like, especially if I don't know the person well um, or don't have a close personal relationship with them. That's really, really helpful to kind of get to see a glimpse of the before and then the during and then the after. Uh, So those are more what tarot cards are used for. Uh, And then you have oracle cards which those decks tend to be a little bit smaller. Just to give you insight into that, this deck right here, which is a tarot deck, has 120 uh, cards in it. And then the Oracle deck, the one that we're actually going to be using, only has 44 cards. So they're usually quite a bit smaller. Um, And Oracle cards are something that tarot readers can use on themselves because it is more of a question and answer. It's more like having a conversation with uh, whatever spirits or elders that you rely on for your readings. Um, And actually, I have mine here. So this is my spirit guide. Her name is Caridwin. She is um, kind of like Athena. She's the the goddess of wisdom and forethought, uh, but she is a Celtic goddess. So you can actually see her little knot on her forehead. Maybe. I can. Yeah, there it is. Now we can. And then she carries around an owl. Um, My (laughs) my little clay lady is very old and she used to have feathers right here uh, but those have kind of come off um, and she was also the the goddess of 
fertility and marriage and uh, childbirth. And so I started using her as kind of my overall deity a long time ago when I was about to give birth to children um, because I wanted as much kind of spiritual awareness and guidance from a, uh, a patron of that. Um, but anyways, the, the Oracle cards are, are kind of more of a, I have a question, tell me what to do. Uh, give me an answer. And the tarot decks are more of like, I don't have any questions. Just tell me what to look out for. Uh, like, give me a heads up into what's in the future. Um, I do also carry a lot of rocks. <laughs> um, I'm sure that lots of witchy people do anyways. Um, but this is my quartz. And then this is a uh, tourmaline heart. And both are uh, kind of for clarity and um, being able to kind of balance because when you do tarot readings, you are kind of using a piece of yourself. So you can, uh, like I may get a little winded or if a reading is particularly emotional for somebody else, um, especially when I've seen like deaths or um, births, I have definitely ended up crying because it's just a lot <laughs> of kind of energy and it can get a little overwhelming at times. Um, so then I also have my rose quartz and my, oh, I forgot what this green one is called. Um, but the rose says balance and this one is says it jade. Awareness. I think okay, it's jade. That, that was my guess. I think so. Kinda yeah. Like jade. So I have these and I kind of keep these with my cards uh, so they go with me wherever because I am pagan and have a lot of Celtic influences. I think I've told Michaela somewhere way back in my family tree, there were Vikings. Uh, so that's kind of where I come from. And so I also do runes, which that's like the runic symbol oh, cool. card. Wow. Um, but mine are made out of Jasper. So they like that um but I cannot do runes uh this way <laughs> <laughs> virtually yeah runes runes can't be really done virtually at all um mostly because uh the the oracle or the seer mostly just throws the runes and and picks which ones come up and then uh the person who is having their runes read they have to pick the order that they go in. So um, you would have to physically touch it. Whereas cards, I can do that anytime for anyone. I just have to uh, have met them. And that's really all that I need. And I think because I've been doing it for such a long time, like some people can do it for complete strangers and they have zero problems with it. Um, I tend to like to at least have had somewhat of a conversation with the person beforehand so and then um follow up to that like question wise um a question about a question if you will um so in order to prepare I was looking up what kind of questions you should ask for tarot readings because I think I said this earlier Michaela and I had our palms read together and I walked in and she's like do you have any questions and I'm like no just you know tell me what you see and like Michaela had actual questions um I feel like we should talk about how to come up with questions and maybe if there's a difference between questions you would bring to a tarot reading and questions you would bring to like an oracle reading so with 
tarot, um, they pretty much focus on three different areas. Your your career or like your your ultimate kind of life projection money-wise. Love life is a big one, but I would say for the most part, not a lot of people's love lives really come through all that well in tarot. And then um, kind of like difficult situations. So like if you're trying to decide on um, should we move to this new city or not, um, what could happen if we left or what could happen if we stay still, um, that kind of thing. Like should you go with the flow and should you follow that or should you just like stand still and let it pass by? Um, and I would say Oracle cards are, as I explained before we started recording, like one one card will do you. Like you don't have to do multiple cards for an Oracle reading. And it's much more like a conversation. Like if I was thinking about making a big purchase, like something over $100, uh, when's going to be the best time of the the next month or the next couple of months for me to do that? That would be more of an oracle question. Or even some some people use them every day. Like I said, I do use my oracle cards every day. And that's that can be just like, how's today going to go? Is it going to be, you know, all right? Am I going to be in bed by 8.30? And like... <laughs> <laughs> not want to be around people anymore um and so that's mainly the biggest difference and then I don't know if I specified most readers do not do their own tarot cards um it's not something that you really should do mm-hmm. it's kind of like not looking the gift horse in the mouth you don't you don't want to read your own kind of future but since oracle cards are a little, little less serious, I would say. Um, they don't, you don't need to have to follow that. Um, and most people I know who do cards, they, they will do their own Oracle cards like every single day, but they only bring their tarot out if they're going to be around other people. I know some psychics, um, can't read people close to them either, like just on the spiritual level. So that feels right. Like, yeah. Um, because it, it can sometimes be too intense. Now I have had times where I've read for friends that maybe that friendship wasn't going so great and my own energy kind of projected on to the reading. Um, now I'm an, I'm an Aries, which means my animal symbol is a ram. So I tend to be a bit hard headed. And in her reading, uh, I saw something about a, uh, either a Leo or a lion personality. And when I read it, my kind of inner voice went, that's you, <laughs> that's, that's you. Um, but then obviously I didn't, I couldn't say that to her and be like, ha, we're going to get in an argument and <laughs> we're not going to be friends anymore in a couple of months. Um, so yeah, I do kind of feel like that too. Like, I try not to read the friends that I'm real close to all that often 
like the friend whose house I'm at right now, I probably only do her cards maybe once or twice a year. And then it's kind of like a, like a special thing. I do my husband's once a year and it's for his birthday. So I give him a 12 card birthday reading and we kind of see how the next year for him is going to go. Now, in retrospect, his birthday is December 27th. So he is kind of like an end of the year birthday, which is very helpful for the both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there, and there have been other situations. Um, I've seen uh, miscarriages for a friend that was pretty close to me at the time. And that was really hard because I didn't want to, my own personal feelings, I didn't want to tell her that um, because that's, you know, that's a really hard situation anyways. Yeah. But then the card reader in me was kind of like, no, but you should say something because you need to prepare her for what's about to happen. Eventually my heart and my emotional side went over on that one and I did not say anything to her. But when it did happen, I just tried to be as supportive emotionally as possible yeah, um, and kind of let her know that I was here for her. So a lot of times when other people uh, get read and they're like, oh, that's not true or that's not going to happen or whatever, it could be that there's an emotional conflict in the person doing the cards themselves that they maybe don't want to share the whole truth with you or they don't want to tell you what it is that they're seeing because they don't want to hurt your feelings or they don't want to make you feel bad. Um, which is definitely why a lot of people get more comfortable reading for strangers than they do actual people that they know, because it's much harder to let down the people we love than, you know, just some woman who came in off the street. (laughs) So (laughs) it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest difference. That's a, that's crazy. That's a lot of emotional investment as well like Mm -hmm. and and you think about it because empathy has to be such a an intuition has to be such a large part of reading cards and I just didn't think of the emotional impact that would have so wow Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean it definitely um I kind of like store it up so for like I was saying for my husband I usually do an end of the year reading for his birthday um And so usually like the week before that, I won't do any cards at all because it's going to take up a lot of like the spiritual energy that I have to do them because we're so close. And uh, obviously I don't want to see anything bad (laughs) because as Akela can attest to, she's married too. like, that's, that's one life that you're living, maybe two separate people, but like, you're doing it together all the time. Yeah. So yeah, that that is definitely true where you just kinda you kinda have to store it up sometimes. Um I do also I was about to say like to, but it's not it's not a like to. I do occasionally call on uh the people in my family who have passed away, uh kinda to help with that and like be a spiritual comfort for me. Now, the rest of my family is not pagan, and they aren't huge fans <laughs> of, uh, I would say, the kind of adult that I have become, uh, but for the most part, I had a very, very close relationship with my grandmother, and I don't think 
that it would bother her uh, at all to see the kind of person that I've become. Because she does know that I do have a very spiritual connection to nature and I try my hardest to do things kind of how I feel like she would have done them. So I feel like calling on her every once in a while to be like, hey, can I have some insight, please? Uh, I don't think that that's too, too bad, but yeah. And I would say in the same respect, I don't, I don't use Ouija boards at all. So not at all. I'm not inviting any kind of negative spirit energy that I have not encountered before into kind of my space or wherever I happen to be doing it. I feel like we said that a lot when we first started this podcast about Ouija boards, like don't touch them. They're not, no. Yeah, we were like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I am not, uh, I have never done them. Like I've never done it at all. And I think that take a take some big balls <laughs> to, to do it. Like it's just not, not, it's, too scary of a thing and and yeah. isn't it sold by like hasbro or something yeah like um, originally now there are a lot of uh wiccan practices where they do use ouija boards and then there are also some uh hindi references to things um a spirit board or um a way to contact their their deceased but most of the stuff that I've stumbled on for that is written in Sanskrit, so I can't read it. Um, <laughs> but there are there are also certain cultural practices, like I know that Native cultures call on their ancestors for a lot, Native American cultures, um, and then also Indigenous Canadi- Canadian tribes do as well, but they do it kind of more in a way that I do it, uh, where it's just a spiritual connection and kind of a call out from my heart to uh, receive their energy. And it's not a, let me ask you 20 questions and help me figure out what's wrong with me or something. Um, and I think a lot of cultures historically, especially have felt like contacting the dead is not a good idea. <laughs> Uh, and I would say the most times that I have come face to face with uh, spirits or uh, ghosts, if you want to call them that, I usually don't. It's it's because they have something that they either connect with me on, or they're just there, and you know that's that's where they live, that's where they've been, and so yeah, I think most of them are just kind of stuck mm-hmm. that's yeah i feel like some spirits get stuck uh in a death loop or an echo where yes it is completely they're they're relive, reliving their death it could be once a year it could be every day but they're kind of going through that cycle where that's always happening to them and that's the only glimpse that you'll see of them is in their final moments and then there are others that they went through a horrific experience in the house or the building, sometimes even a car. And they're just, they're stuck there because maybe they had other things to do. Maybe they were on their way to get food for their dog. And now they're like, where's the dog? What happened? What, what am I supposed to do with this food now? 
So, you know, it could be very simple things. I actually had a friend recently ask me, uh, how can I kind of get rid of this, this one energy because he kind of creeps me out. Um, she feel that it was a male and, uh, he would just get real, real up close and personal a lot. And she didn't like it. And I was like, honestly, you really should just like sit down and light some candles and just get out your, your favorite deck and just start asking him what he's doing there. And like, if you can help him with anything, because I feel like a lot of spirits really just want, they just want to move on. I don't think they want to be stuck where they are. And I I would say I've seen a few echoes in my life, but um, most of the time it's just spirits that are stuck. They just, they had something else that they were doing at the time. (laughs) And also we talked about with children. That's why a lot of people tend to hear laughing or toys get moved or kind of practical jokes like, like the drawer being left open and then you bang into the drawer and they're like, ha, that was funny. But that's a lot of the time they're stuck because they didn't get to grow up. They didn't get to live their, their lives. They didn't get to become chefs or astronauts or, you know, TV news anchors, like (laughs) 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 they didn't get to do whatever they wanted to do. Um, and so they're just kind of hanging out and, um, I think that's kind of the, the overall difference, um, in the, the spirits or the energy that I've encountered in my life. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. Just everybody's viewpoint, um, and what they've encountered as well. So that's, I, I like it. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And everyone has their own perspective on things, you know, we've all seen and lived through different things. So we all, we've all developed our own, you know, I don't want to be like opinions, but you know, like there, there are truths, you know, that that's how we see the world and that's how we engage. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say it, it being a truth is definitely, that's definitely how I feel like it is too. Cause I, I've only had one instance in my life where I felt like it was a truly malevolent type of energy. And it's also the only time ever that I have had sleep paralysis at the same time. So I'm not saying that those situations don't happen. I feel like they do, but I also think that they tend to happen if you are, if you keep those thoughts around you more often. So if that's not something that you're willing to entertain or invite in, then it's less likely to happen because for the most part, I, I like good things. (laughs) And so I, I want good things to happen to people and I want, the spirits that I do encounter to be, you know, not angry. (laughs) I mean, you can be sad. Just like the people we keep in our lives. That's right. (laughs) Just please don't be angry. So I feel like that, that definitely helps, uh, of having just kind of that overall mindset. Yeah. Um, especially going into a situation where I know that there may be spirits there, like working in very, very old places and kind of feeling energies there or encountering different things in those places where you're kind of just like, "Mm, you creep me out a little bit and I don't like that. But then there are the other ones where you're just like, you need something? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know, I don't know if this air, I I don't remember what I put in, 
um, people I know that are sensitive, like a lot of times it's at night where they're visited the most um, during that witching hour. Do you have any experience in that witching hour, like 3 a.m. or 4? I, uh, oddly enough, not really. <laughs> I The only time that I have had thing uh, something happen was I used to live by myself in a studio apartment and woke up, and I, I want to say it was about 3.15, and I saw a dark figure, I don't know how else to describe it, crawl across my ceiling. So the studio where I lived, there was my front door and then a window and then my bathroom, but right inside of the bathroom was another window. So they came in that first window by the front door, crawled along the ceiling. I was frozen in my bed, just kind of staring up at it and uh I remember thinking because I couldn't really say anything out loud please go away I don't want you here and then it kind of scurried across the ceiling and just went out the other window so that's the only time that I've really had anything happen like straight up between three or four in the morning I would say at night I have had several instances where I have seen them but um just like the first time that I saw uh, a spirit, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I know that I've told Michaela about a couple others that I've seen at like eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. So I don't think, I don't think the, the time of day really matters. I think if they're there, they're there. Um, and if you're having an open moment where your guard is down, then they'll you know, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, um, <laughs> I am much more, uh, I should clarify that I am much more clairvoyant than I am auditory when it comes to seeing anything. Uh, normally, I don't hear them. Normally, gotcha. I see them. Cool. All right. Well, do you want to get, um, um, I did, I did want to um, just kind of maybe um, if you have some tips on coming up with questions, because I had no idea, so I looked up ones, um, and I, I've learned from Michaela over the years um, that you don't ask questions that involve other people. You you keep them as, like, like on your perspective, like, so what can I do? Yeah. Um, so if you have a couple for anyone listening who might. I would say that's probably the most important part, um, but if you, um, gosh, this pandemic, though, it's kind of ruining a lot of things for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mostly because I haven't been able to do a whole lot of them um, in person because I haven't been able to see a whole lot of people. And um, so I'd say generally it's about whatever thing you might have coming up, especially with Oracle cards. So let me, I will ask you, uh, you're at a pretty solid place with your career. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, um, are there other, uh, I know you said you have like fabric and stuff. So are, are there other hobbies or things that you would enjoy doing a lot more than you currently do? Um, perhaps it would be nice. However, I think since I have experience working in an artistic field, 
I would prefer to keep those things personal rather than like for profit. It lets me, yeah. you know, yeah, have conserve my creative energy for myself rather than kind of be pooped when I go home. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I totally get that. I used to make bath bombs and soaps and stuff on Etsy and I felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. It does take a lot out of you. So, um, I think if you wanted to, uh, I can pull a couple of cards and see kind of where they're at. And then, um, cause like I said, the Oracle cards can tend to be a little bit more like a conversation. So you don't necessarily have to have a specific question in mind. Um, and it can just be like, you know, is this the right path that I'm on? Am I, uh, you know, making healthy, smart choices all the time? Or is there something I should be doing more of? But I've been shuffling for a bit, so I can probably stop shuffling now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I guess I should have asked too, uh, what, do you know your star sign? When is your birthday? November 9th, so I'm a Scorpio. Okay. I don't know the other ones or... I've tried to look them up. I don't know how to find them. Sometimes they can give you a lot of insight. Other times, if you're not, like, too into it or you don't know a whole lot about it, it won't make too much of a difference. Now, like, somebody like me, if I look it up for you, it would give me a lot of insight into, like, your personality and, like, the things that you overall would enjoy or, like, I don't know. You mm -hmm. you said that you live with someone. Mm-hmm. So you already yes. have like a partner. You wouldn't find probably too much. <laughs> it would be, uh, it would just be kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anytime I've done the uh, astrological, are we uh, partners like sign wise? Uh, Dan and I are completely opposite. Oh, so what is he? He he's an Aquarius. Oh. And so I've been, I've always seen that we're not supposed to get along or anything of the sort. Well, kind of, mostly because okay. you're, you're both <laughs> earth signs, but you know, the, the mountains still have to have their valleys. So I don't, I don't put a whole lot of stock in those being right. Mostly because uh, my husband and I are also not supposed to get along and we've been together for 10 years and have two lovely children oh, and nice. <laughs> house and, and all of that. So. I don't put a lot of stock into those actually being correct. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah. It's, for Dan and I, it's been 13 years, so we just nice. we just laugh about it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just kind of something that you have at, at your disposal, but it doesn't have to be anything that really means anything. So I'm going to show you your cards first. So... It's actually really good that you are a Scorpio because the first card that I drew is the new moon in Scorpio. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, but I actually drew that before you told me. And um, <laughs> basically what this card says is to work through your fears. And so if there are certain things holding you back, it is better for your overall enlightenment to kind of work through what those difficulties may be, um, whether it's conflict with a coworker or if there's something going on in your like family relationships, 
it's always a good idea to kind of be your most honest self, work through what those fears are and either come to terms with it or um, kind of push forward with letting, letting them know what your, what your thing is. And especially because it's Scorpio, I'm really glad about that. Also, Michaela, what is your sign? I'm a Gemini. Damn it. I knew it. <laughs> Has to I think my one Wow. Was the full moon in Gemini. So I that's we're gonna actually put that aside and I'm gonna draw you a new card, Liana, because mm-hmm. that's a Michaela card. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Keep it, your energy to yourself, Michaela. <laughs> exactly. No, it happens a lot of times if I have a room full of people too. Um, I'll end up picking somebody up that's like mm-hmm. across the room and not even paying attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> so it happens. But uh we'll stick to the the first order that this went in. Um, so this is the new moon in Scorpio. New moon is always about rebirth, uh, no matter what sign it is. But uh, it is kind of the the overall Scorpio energy that you have anyways, um, because Scorpios tend to like a lot of change. Are you one to rearrange your furniture a whole lot, or do you kind of keep things where they are and you instead reorganize what's inside the drawers or the cabinets um I reorganize till I find a happy home and then I'm like great we're done here and move on okay yeah no that but that makes sense and I know that you live in Chicago so I'm sure that there's a little bit of moving around every couple of years or maybe every year or so so that does still kind of have that rebirth momentum because you want to change things you want to move things around and you want it to find its its happiest place mm-hmm. and then kind of leave it there um it also means that it's a time to move on from any kind of jealousy that you're feeling it like i said it could be in any portion of your life whether it be with family or coworkers or um in your intimate relationships but especially for Scorpios because you do you hold on to stuff real well <laughs> um, Michaela's laughing <laughs> I, I, um well I think not as much as I used to I I work on myself as a person I don't have jealousy in my uh like romantic relationships okay I don't yeah, it doesn't hold on feel to things like that Right. I was going to say it doesn't feel like a romantic mm-hmm. kind of jealousy. It feels almost more like um, either like casual acquaintances or possibly like extended family. I think it's um, I know exactly what it is that you're picking up on. OK, um, so I can tell you um, my uh, my very good friends just bought their own place and it's beautiful. It's aesthetically wonderful. It's not it's a place a millennial would buy. Very colorful. OK. The old owners didn't paint over the wood in white like our place. Um, so I definitely have that whole, like, and I, I told them, we just helped them move yesterday. I'm like, this is this is wonderful and beautiful. And I have to say, like, I'm, I'm jealous that you were able to buy and find something so wonderful. Like, I'm so happy for you. And in a few years when we can look and purchase our own place, you know, I hope we can find something that's so beautiful, too, because it's it's wonderful. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I feel that. So, okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm picking up on. Um, and basically the cards are saying like, don't be too obsessive. You know, everybody kind of in a more karmic way, everybody gets what they 
earn. Um, and um, basically it's a waste of your own time and energy to be jealous of what others have because you still have a full long future where you can have those things too. And really all it takes is putting your time and energy into working towards those things. Now on a more kind of intimate note, uh, this is also saying that it's time for some sexy time. Oh, (laughs) Liana. All right. All right. Um, to what end? Um, what are you? Uh, what are you saying here? <laughs> uh, it's it's always good to make small investments in your intimate relationships, if that makes sense. Um, and so, when it comes to spontaneity, maybe not keeping everything in one place. You catch my drift. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm catching it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> it could be a very, very good thing for the two of you and create a lot of closeness and put you on kind of a different plane than where you have been for the last couple of years. Um, not that you've been in a bad place, but that growth that you have been working on is always a good thing to bring into your intimate relationship as well. Um, because you both deserve to kind of grow and have the, I always, I'm a tree person. I always put things in terms of trees. (laughs) Um, But if you give enough sunlight and enough water, it is always going to help the roots to grow a bit deeper so that you'll have brighter, greener leaves next spring. Not that you have to have babies or anything like that, but (laughs) um, that is, kind of the overall feel for uh, the new moon in Scorpio. And it also is um, kind of showing that there could be a little bit, (laughs) I don't know if you've said before, if there's any kind of spirits in in your house where you live. Um, I don't think there is. So we, I mentioned okay. this during the, our talk with Frank, so I don't remember if it made it into the episode, but um, we used to live where we live now. I think right now it's five or six years ago we lived here. Right, with, we, the, with the roommates yeah, and, and stuff. We didn't like living okay. here. We always joked that um, there was a ghost. I'd never encountered anything that was our, that was our joke. Okay. Um, and it might have been, but the house had a negative feel about it back then okay but that could have i i did agree with what frank was saying that that could have just been the the possible energy of all of the people kind of being in there together but what the cards are telling me um is try not to joke about that (laughs) (laughs) um because it's kind of that that invitation um so since there isn't anything there currently and you think it's pretty clear energy in the house overall I would not joke about it or uh it could kind of invite something else that may be a bit darker um and maybe a bit heavier that you don't really want in the house does that make sense Mm -hmm. yes okay damn that feels right for me too we joke about demons in the basement I'm not gonna do that again (laughs) thank you I mean, it happens for a lot of people. It's not, it's not unheard of. Um, but yeah, that's usually why I just try to keep a positive energy and any space that I go into that I'm going to do a card reading, I cleanse first. Um, so that I know 
where I'm coming from and what energy I'm putting into it is is really clear. We can actually move on to this one unless you had a question. Well, I, I did have a comment on that because I do have something more recent. Um, Michaela and I have been talking a lot about this. I had a lot of issues sleeping the last couple of weeks. I'd actually take things to help me sleep because um so usually my my problem is I can't fall asleep but once I do I'm out. The last couple of weeks I've been popping awake just randomly and not able to go back to sleep or feeling exhausted and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And then uh finally we had um uh like I had something happen last week and my mom got laid off work and it's something that caused me a lot of stress. But I had a lot of issues sleeping prior to the stress and so I was telling Michaela I was like what if I felt something coming and I knew something was going to happen. And so I'm wondering if maybe it was that, like it was, it's a, it's like, it's a definite possibility. Um, I do think a lot of people can have kind of, I don't want to say premonitions, but like an overall feeling of uncertainty, uh, but they don't know where it's from and they're not sure what to pin it on. And then when that devastating or, or kind of tragic thing happens, then they're like, all that's what it was, but you don't want to discount uh, kind of what your brain chemistry is already doing, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. This was your second card. This is the, the gibbous moon. The gibbous moon is very important because it is almost full. Um, so you want to think of it like if you have a glass of something really tasty and you don't get to fill it up all the way and you have to go do something else but you leave it there because it was almost full that's kind of how the the gibbous moon shows you that whatever goal you're reaching toward or whatever height you wanted to be at next you're almost there so try not to get distracted, stay on that path, stay on that right track, because the glass is almost full. And once it is, then you can have the whole thing. And it'll be so much more rewarding than, you know, that tiny little bit being in there. Um, I like that you had these two cards together, because the first was kind of saying to you know move on from any kind of past jealousy keep going with uh what your goals and motivations are and then this one also encourages you to start a new project something that you've been putting off or you feel like you haven't had time but we always have time for the things we make time for so if it's really something that you want to do you just make time for it and um that's very important to the gibbous moon and that cycle. It also kind of is a, it's a time for things to get full before they start to kind of go dry a little bit, before things start to really, really wax and before there's not much left, which is just like the lunar cycle. It's, it's full right in the middle of the month. And then it, you know, gets, closer and closer to the new moon and and kind of being almost invisible um, before it kind of starts that cycle all over again. Because of that, a good thing for you to tell yourself on a regular basis is, I know I'm on the right track. I know I'm doing the right thing. I know that 
the the full time is is just around the corner and and I just have to keep going. I just have to keep my momentum going as I move forward and closer to the things that I want to achieve because it is also going to be a really good time for you to kind of review what your plans are. I would say probably just for the next couple of months. Um, but you could go so far into like next year and, and what it is you want to accomplish by December of next year, because we are on the precipice of a new year in our calendar. So it's, it's also telling me that this could be right around the corner, you know, something really, really good could be happening in January, but you have to keep your motivation going now so that that will come to fruition by then. Now I got to draw a new card because this is Michaela's. <laughs> so I'm going to do Sorry. that. It's okay. Your energy on that side of the <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it in my state. Don't worry about it. Oh no, we're in the same state. <laughs> no, she's in the same state. That's right. Yeah. I'm in this, I'm in the same city. <laughs> what? And, too close. Right. I, I got to leave. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm all the way hanging out just outside Chicago, so. (laughs) Okay, so this is your new card. Do you know any uh, Sagittarius? What what are the dates for that? I have to ponder that one. Um, I want to say it's before Virgo. Uh, Because usually it tends to relate to a person in your life. November 23rd and December 21st. Oh, so that's like like now. (laughs) Right now. Yeah, almost. Uh, Yeah, I have a few friends, actually. One of my my close friends and another close friend, actually. I have a couple people this time. Cool. Well, it may be time to, um, like, call them and kind of let them know that it is – time to look at the big picture especially if you have any friends or people close to you who kind of get stuck on one thing or like they'll do something wrong or they'll say something inappropriate and it'll kind of just replay for them over and over and over again they need you in order to help them kind of look in that bigger moment to really zone in on is this really that important is it not in a year are you even going to remember this in two years is that person still going to be upset at you because I don't you called them a big dork or said they couldn't keep their house clean or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it's also a good idea for you to kind of take a mini break when it comes to uh, I would say probably the next three months or so. Now you don't necessarily have to go anywhere, but call in sick when you're not really sick. Spend, you know, an hour or two in the bathtub. Drink, you know, your favorite kind of beverage <laughs> and just binge watch trashy TV that your significant other does not hang with uh, <laughs> uh, it's also it kind of can get counterproductive to focus on those tiny little details um, and especially because uh, the prior two cards are talking about 
working through fears and being really close to achieving a goal, if you look at the bigger picture as well, maybe this is a conflict with another person where you're having a problem letting go of what they're saying or of maybe some small mistake that they made or anything like that. Um, it'd be a good time for you to kind of, I don't know, drive to Munster and get an olive burger or something. And like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, making sure that you have the confidence to do the things that you want to do for your own life. It, it can also be a good time to really show someone close to you that you really care about them. Um, do you know too much about love languages or have you kind of read about them? At I all? have a little bit. Yeah. Especially in regards to actual romantic relationships. Yes. Yes. Now we all have love languages and we all use them towards everyone in our lives, not just our significant other. I love by giving gifts. I am a gift giver. I love to give people presents and it is the whole process. It's from the picking it out to buying it, to wrapping it, taking it to them, watching them open it. Like I love the whole process and that goes for everybody. I mean, my best friend that I am hanging out with right now, her and I get along really, really great because her love language is also gift giving. So we kind of trade things back and forth uh, all the time. Um, so there may be a person in your life who really, really needs either some quality time or they, they would really appreciate having like, oh, what is that other one that's so close to quality time? <laughs> I was about to say it and then it slipped my oh, mind. No. Acts of service, acts of service. Um, so, uh, like, you know, somebody may need coffee or they, they ran out of sugar or something. Um, and they casually mentioned it to you. It would be nice to, you know, postmate it over there or, or whatever that could show, Hey, I know that you said this and I know you didn't really have the time or whatever. So I went ahead and did it for you. So that, that person, and what I'm assuming is that that person has recently had a birthday. They are your Sagittarius friend or loved one. Um, and they would probably really appreciate kind of knowing that you care uh, on a deeper level than just the kind of superficial right in front of them type of caring. There's also, uh, this card also likes to talk about have an open, open mind and the, the universe can surprise you. We kind of already know that. <laughs> um, but then it also says a really good thing about having that balance between speaking your mind and saying too much. And I, I take that more in a kind of a work context, whereas there may be some areas where you are really, really well versed at work that it, not that it's a detriment, but that it may step on somebody else's toes to kind of give all that you have when it comes to that area. 
And so just make sure that you're kind of keeping track of that balance between speaking your mind and having your piece to say about it, but not giving out too much. You know what I mean? Like not kind of spilling everything on that one person, even though you may feel like they deserve it. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's that, it's that delicate kind of dance between this is what I have to say to you. And this is what I have to say to you. And I'm going to tell you these five other things too, which is something that you definitely don't want to do in a work uh, situation either. And it's overall a card that urges you to look at the, the, the big moon as a whole and not the little crevices that are on it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. <laughs> Because normally for oracle cards, I try to keep it to three uh, at most. And especially since we ended up doing that, uh, this one for Michaela. So uh, (laughs) you're going to get a mini one because it came up anyways, because you're here. Uh, But the answers you need are coming, coming. Uh, the full moon in Gemini says that uh, whatever it is that you've been wondering ar- about is right around the corner and it's about to come to fruition. So if there's anything either good or bad that you feel like might be right around the corner or maybe you've been preparing for something to happen, the answers you need are coming. So be open to the universe letting you know what those answers are and they'll be they'll be around pretty soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, now I'm worried. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried. Full moon full moon cards are um some of the best cards okay, in cool. that deck because they are very about um either something negative ending or something positive finally paying off. Um yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel so much better. Good. Um, yeah. So the um, it was funny because when you uh were talking about Scorpio and and stuff like that, I was like, I feel like I'm because I'm a Pisces moon and a Scorpio rising, but that might be. Mm. No, that just means that uh you naturally pull from different parts of the zodiac. Cool. Uh, in comparison to your personality, so I am an an Aries sun, a Pisces moon, and a Scorpio rising. Look at us. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I. And that's what I don't know. <laughs> so I, uh, oh yeah, I can do it for you right now. So you are a Scorpio sun. We already knew that. An Aries moon and a Leo ascendant, which is pretty cool because, um, an Aries moon, so Scorpio is earth, Aries is fire, and uh, Leo is air, I believe, which is good because you want to have three kind of different uh, elements when it comes to that. It shows that you're a balanced person. So Scorpios tend to have, I don't want to say like tempers, but it's it can come and go but i would assume that because you're also an aries moon that may be where your 
your fiery portions or if anybody's mm-hmm. ever told you that you're a little sassy or anything that's probably uh, where that abrasive is usually the word I hear okay <laughs> yes um I get blunt and um too honest all the time because I am an Aries son so I have very dominant Aries traits mm-hmm. but I also have pretty subtle um uh Pisces and uh I want to say Sagittarius. I think I'm actually a Sagittarius rising, but I have more subtle traits of the lesser two. And that's always a good thing because I always feel like your, your first sign that you're, you're under your sun sign tends to be the most right for most people. They can deny it all they want, but it usually ends up being the most right for most people. The other thing is that all Scorpios, Aries, and Leos have in common is they're all really headstrong type people. They set goals for themselves. They tend to be pretty disciplined. They tend to be pretty organized. They like things the way they are. And uh, not that the thought of change scares them, but it's more like change on my own terms. I'm going to change and it's going to go this way, and I'm going to do it like this. And if that goes out of whack, then they tend to get a little a little more fallen in on themselves. Like, oh, this is so stupid, and that was totally my fault, and I don't know why I did that that way, and I could have avoided that, or I should have done that differently. So that tends to happen to a lot of people under those Something's going to go signs. wrong. <laughs> Sounds like Liana's got a lot of, like... Just in general, I know I'm I'm switching it back to the deck, uh, but it sounds like Liana has like a lot of fun things coming up, which is cool. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a bad, a bad reading at all. Uh, like I said, I have had some where, hi Kiki, I have had some, that is the, uh, the talking cat. Howdy Kiki. Fish baby. <laughs> um, I have had others where. I've gotten really emotional and been like, somebody's about to die. Like, <laughs> I don't, oh, no. I don't know who it is, and I don't know what they're doing, but some somebody's gonna die. And then a couple months later, I got a phone call that somebody had died, and I was right, and it was really overwhelming. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today for the twelfth episode of What If It's Haunted. Katie, thank you so much for sharing your amazing gifts. Um, And you know what? We enjoyed uh, this entire time. So hopefully, friends listening, you did as well. Well, today's episode was a little bit different. As always, we want to ask you, if you would like to send in your own experience, please do so at whatifitshaunted at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at whatifitshaunted. If you would like to tell your own story word for word, you can also leave a voice message through our Anchor page. That's anchor.fm slash haunted. And Haunted fam, please also leave us a review or share this podcast with your fellow lovers of the unusual. More listeners means more stories, which means more episodes. Speaking of more episodes, if you have not already gotten the uh, the hint, the clues, uh, the words that we told you in the last couple of episodes, our new episodes are every other Friday. So keep an eye out for the strange and not so usual. And remember, what if it's haunted? <laughs>